welcome, welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us for Bold Enough. This is Linda Beard, author of the upcoming book, Bold Enough, and your host. I am so excited today to talk about one of the chapters of my book called Bold Enough to Stand Up. Wow. I won't tell you right at this moment all the details because you're going to have to get a copy of that book. But just know there comes a point in your life where you have to stand up for something. Whatever that something is, you'll find that when you are out there waffling around and not being truly who you are authentically, that you kind of are like the wind. You blow this way and then blow that way, depending on your surroundings and who you're with, and you respond into questions the way that you feel everyone wants to hear the answer. So are you feeling okay today? I feel great. Do you believe in this? Do you believe in it? Oh, yeah, I believe in that too. Well, there comes a point in your life where you have to be bold enough to stand up for something. And it could be something that you have struggled with personally and you've decided I'm going to keep it a secret to myself because it's quote unquote not popular to talk about it. Well, today I am so excited to have a guest on our show. Her name is Christina Hardy, and she is out there on social media telling her story. And her story started with maybe perhaps not sharing how she was authentically feeling. But I can tell you today, she is bold enough to speak out, to stand up for mental health And welcome, Christina. I am so happy to have you on our show. And there's so many listeners today that are going to be so engaged in listening to you standing up for bold enough to for your mental health and what that truly means. So if you could, Christina, say hi to our listeners and then just begin to tell us what were you struggling with in this whole situation around mental health and how did you end up standing up for yourself? Yeah, yeah. You know, regarding the whole situation regarding mental health, like uh, just being a mental health advocate um, was important to me. Um, at first, you know, I loved your intro. At first, I I, I wasn't. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I was not um, uh, bold and authentic, and I did not want to share my story regarding um, how I dealt with my mental health. Um, I'll start off with, uh, basically just, you know, my journey, you know, of being like 10 years old and, um, having my first encounter of, um, wanting to, um, kill myself, you know, and I had a uh, suicide ideation. And for those who don't know what suicide ideation is, it's, it's, um, the thoughts of, of wanting to take your own life, the thought of wanting to, um, um, you know, end your life and, and, uh, and, uh, uh, via suicide. So, um, at 10 years old, you know, there was a situation that happened, you know, and, um, I remember, uh, just being, doing a daily chore and, uh, washing the dishes, you know, and, um, uh, the situation happened earlier on at school 
And it made me really um, sad. I didn't know that I was depressed at the time. I didn't know what depression was at 10 years old. Mm -hmm. I just know that I was overwhelmingly sad. And um, I remember as I was washing the dishes, you know, I got home from school and everything. Uh, it was my turn to wash the dishes. I remember um, standing at the kitchen sink uh, in my parents' house and just uh, looking down at a knife and um, just wanting to take that knife and slit my wrist. And, uh, you know, looking back on it, you know, as, as, an, as an adult now, you know, it's like, even though that was a butter knife, um, still the thought when you think about it as mm -hmm. a child, 10 years old, wanting to harm yourself to release that pain, you know, um, it, it, it's something pretty powerful, you so know, Christina, and, was um, it, was it, um, like, was it an event that caused you to, I know you said a, an event happened at school, but it was it a, mm -hmm. an actual event that caused the depression or did you find yourself in a, ongoing on a daily basis, you know, having this, this feeling of suicidal. It, it, it was, uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just trying to give the listeners a, a gleam into what it was like daily as you, you know, got up every day and, and was it a, an event that brought this out or was it already there and the vent escalated how you were already feeling? Understood, Miss Linda. Yeah, it was an event uh, it, uh, that happened because okay. it wasn't something that was pre-existing for me. Okay. Um, okay. That was the first time that I've ever experienced, you know, um, having thoughts of suicide. Okay. That, that was the very first time that, okay. that, that it ever happened. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, after it, so it was a, a situational event that happened at school. And um, looking back on it, you know, just uh, that first time in that experience, like what ended up happening is I, I didn't do it, you know, and, you know, my sisters and brothers came in, you know, I was surrounded by people. So they came, came in from outside playing and everything like that. And I was I didn't share it with anybody and share it with my parents and share it with my sisters and brothers. I just kind of just kind of just like let that be a fleeting thought okay if that makes sense yes. and and I didn't um I, I did not um take the butter knife and, and harm myself but that was the first time that ever happened but what I found out as my life uh, as I grew older that I had um depressive episodes in my 20s in my 30s and in my 40s two uh, depressive episodes actually in my 40s so so it it was something that I dealt with it, but the first time I ever um had suicide ideation was when I was 10 years old mm. so um there were things in my life you know that triggered those depressive episodes. Okay. I, I was just saying, I, I have that understanding now because some, you know, when I think about mental health and some of the stories that, that others have shared, it's, it's been like a daily battle of fighting it where mm -hmm. you're, you're sharing with your, with the listeners that yours is more episodic. So there's a couple of ways mm -hmm. that, that mental health can take its course. Absolutely. Absolutely. For me. Yeah, it, it definitely um, um, I have periods of of of, um, of depression, you know, um, um, in my 20s, I'll, I'll share with you. That's mm -hmm. when I was diagnosed with major depression. Okay. Um, and that was after a um, 
when I got married. <laughs> I got married and um, five months later, uh, my husband at the time told me he no longer wanted to be with me. So after when that happened, uh, that triggered a depressive uh, episode where I, you know, just wanted to take my own life. I did not want to live. And, um, you know, just uh, remember walking outside in, in, in a down a crazy, you know, busy mm-hmm. highway um, mm-hmm. and just not, you know, just wanting to, you know, a, a car to run over me. Uh, thankfully, it did not. And then the next thing I knew, I, w- I ended up in a, um, a psychiatric hospital. So and that's when I was um, diagnosed with major depression, you know. Um, so it was that pain and that hurt and that um, that shock, you know, of ending a marriage. You know, I thought it was going to be for long term that that actually uh, triggered uh, my um my depressive episode. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and, and since then, you know, I, I've, I've dealt, I've dealt with depression, um, that was, you know, situational, you know, and as I look back on it, I realize now, you know, even in my thirties, when I had another depressive episode, two more, when I was in my forties, um, I realized that it was caused by, um, uh, just relationships, if this makes sense. It's mm-hmm. relational pain. You know what I mean? And um, um, it doesn't have to be like romantical. Some people mm-hmm. probably might think, oh, it's romantical. No, it, it you know, um, mine were dealing with uh, people in my life. You know, if it's family, you know, when you have hurt and pain from family, sure. if it's friends, if it's a coworker, if it's a, a mentor, if it's church hurt, there have been instances that that has happened in my life where, you know, um, I, I, I've had depressive episodes, you know, it wasn't just, you know, breaking up from a boyfriend. There's been many times I've been able to bounce back and break up, you, you know, and, and, um, um, I'm good, you know, I'm right. like, okay, I got that person out of my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But, <laughs> but, um, being, but there were times that if, um, if something happened with my family, if something happened with, um, a family member, you know, where I was just really hurt, uh, by it, that it would cause a depressive episode to, to come on. And um, yeah, I'm sorry. So Christina, did you find yourself when those episodic events happened, did you ever discuss it or did you keep Mm. everything internal? I I love that question, um, Miss Linda, because you know, as an advocate, you know, it, it is so important to be able to to talk about it. And me, what I have done and what has been my MO for years is um, internalizing things, Okay, is suppressing things, is just, and that's how I've dealt and coped with um, my depression or my hurt, my pain, you know, my anger. I know a lot of people, um, you know, or not a lot of people, what I've heard is, uh, you know, depression is anger turned inward. Mm-hmm. And there's been many times that I have had, you know, I've been angry, frustrated, upset, you know, and it was internalized. But as we know, if you don't deal with that, it's going to come to the surface and it might come to the surface in a really um, major way that may not look pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and that has has um, happened um, to me many times. 
And what I what I actually am learning to do based off my last my last um, um, depressive episode is being able to talk about it, being able to utilize that that skill, you know, of um, talk therapy, (laughs) you know, talking to somebody that I can confide in, talking to, you know, if it's a close friend, at least one close friend, like talk to that that person. If you're not comfortable talking to a family member or a close friend, then be able to pick up the phone. There's so many hotlines out there, you know, uh, regarding like suicide prevention or being able to um, 1-800-273-TALK. Like if it's a stranger and you feel more comfortable doing that, do that, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's important to be able to definitely talk about what you're going through. That that's so important. So important. So Christina share with um, our listeners, why was it hard? Well, now let me rephrase the question. Did you, in these episodic events for you to become depressed and you're sharing with us that you didn't really communicate at first um, Mm -hmm. in your journey And did you feel that at some, you were at fault at some degree, perhaps in these episodic events that you, you took it to a level of internalizing it? Um, How, how are you feeling about yourself personally in these events, I guess Mm -hmm. is the better question that, so that these events triggered um, the mental health discussion that you're having internally mm. with yourself of what is what what you should do. Yeah, you know what? Um there are times I I would say there have been times that um I have looked at myself and say, like, why? Like, mm-hmm. why have I not talked about it? What prevents me from right. um, being able to get the help that I need? Right. And a lot of times it's me standing in my own way. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Because of the shame, because of the um, uh, the embarrassment, because of how people may look at me, how society may look at me and mm-hmm. say, oh, she has, you know, she's, she has, uh, she's, she's depressed or she goes through a lot of uh, depressive episodes. She has anxiety. Oh, wow. She tried to commit suicide. And you know, you know, suicide is very taboo to talk about when people mention the word suicide. It's like, Oh, you know, I want to stray away from that because it's very uncomfortable to talk about. It is. I mean, I, (laughs) there are times that I really did not want to talk about it, but I knew that was, my calling. I knew God called me to be able, because of my experiences with depression and suicide ideation, that he's called me to be able to um, bring light to a dark topic. And um, as dark as it is, it has to be talked about. It has to be addressed. And because, you know, God's given me this platform to be able to do so, I want to be able to encourage people to say, it's okay. You know what I mean? If you have had um, a, uh, major depressive episode. If you suffer with depression, if you, um, have wanted to take your own life, um, if you have been institutionalized in a psychiatric hospital, it's okay to talk about it. You know what I mean? I, I, it's all right. And I am transparent and authentic enough to be able to want to talk about it, to be able to educate people, you know, about mental illness, about depression, about suicide ideation, because, 
of the stigma around it. So there were times to answer your question. I'm sorry, Miss Linda. No, no, keep going, because at some point you made a bold enough decision that I'm going to stand up and I'm going to speak about this. Right. Because like you said, it's taboo. It's uncomfortable. People don't know how to respond or or they're thinking, oh, wow, you know, stray away from that person using your own words. But but there's I want the listeners to know that when we stand up, when we we take that bold enough action, whatever it is to stand up, that that's when you become whole, right? You become more yes. whole in the process. Yes. So what was that determining factor when you said, Christina, that I'm not going to be that quiet person anymore. I'm not going to just be internal and having this conversation with myself because there are mm. other people out there just like me that need to know that if they're struggling, it is okay. What was that turning point for you? Wow. You know what? That turning point for me, and it happened in my 40s. You know, um, It's never um, too late. That's why I want the listeners to know that also. <laughs> it's never too late. Never too late, Miss Linda. I totally agree. It's never too late. Um, yeah, and that d- deciding factor for me is being able, and I love what you said about being whole, being able to know who I was, being able to know, um, off, you know, who God created me to be, authentically being me, being yes. able to walk in my truth and knowing that, hey, even though I've suffered with depression, you know, that's okay. Um, I've suffered with it in the past. I'm going through it currently. If it's in my future, so be it, but it's okay. I can get through it. I've gotten through it. You know what I mean? Thank yes. God I've gotten through it. So my de- determining factor um, was really being able to, to just see who God created me to be and knowing and having those intimate conversations with God and, and coaching as well. Dr. Dr. V, you might have had her, yes. uh, Dr. Veronica Walter. She was one of my coaches. And let me tell you, she was phenomenal because she was the one that actually helped me to be able to know and discover who God created me to be authentically and walking in my truth and being able to realize this is part of my story too. Don't shy away from it. Don't hide it. Don't try to cover it up. Uh, because I spent 20 years doing that yes. and not talking yes. about it, but discovering in my forties that guess what? It's okay, Christina. If you, if you have struggled with that, because that's going to be um, that, that uh, bridge, or it's going to be that, that, that light that's going to help people um, walk in their truth as well. If they're suffering with any kind of mental illness, if it's schizophrenia, if it's like uh, uh, bulimia, if it's like anorexia, if it's like, um, um, you know, self-harming, self-mutilation, whatever, anxiety, whatever it is, you know, borderline personality. If you are dealing with those things, it's okay to live. You can live a normal life. You can be able to be productive. You can be able to to be able to tap in who God created you to be. It's not you are not that mental illness. I'm not depression. Depression is not me. Right. I I know who I am. You know what I mean? I know who God created me to be. I don't claim my depression. I don't say my depression. I just say I've been depressed. I've suffered with depression. Absolutely. I've suffered with suicide ideation. But guess what? It's okay. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. Because that's, that's not story. who you are. That, Amen. And I Amen. think that's the important thing for the listeners to know is that 
we all have something, you know, but it's not who we are. It's something we have experienced. It's something that we may have to, from time to time, work our way through, but it's not who we are. We were created for a purpose. And sometimes our experiences bring out the creation of our purpose. And I think that's what I'm hearing you say today is that I know what my purpose is. And my purpose is to be an advocate for mental health and that Mm -hmm. it is okay if you do suffer. It is okay because it is not you. It's not who you are totally. It's something you have experienced. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just part of your journey, part of your testimony, part of your story. You know what I mean? But it doesn't define who you are. You know what I mean? It's and and that's that's something that, yeah, I had to discover. And I'm thankful now I'm able to look back on it and be thankful that, okay, even in my darkest moments, even in my darkest hours, even in my worst pain, God knew that it was going to be able to benefit not only myself, but to help other people. And and, and then that's just my goal to be able to help people know that they can live. They can definitely face tomorrow. They can definitely move forward, even with having a mental illness. And and, and that's okay to have that and, and to have that dialogue, those conversations that people are very, um, skittish about having, like, I am one of the people among many, <laughs> uh, thankfully, <laughs> there's so many people like Taraji P. Henson, mm-hmm. um, um, uh, Kanye West. I know that's a little controversial, but he did admit, you know, regarding, um, his bipolar, um, uh, issue. I mean, just so many different people that you are, you, you can be able to live productive lives and also be able to just like know that, Hey, my purpose in, in this pain, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, in this darkest hour and all you, you can be able to still have life and have life more abundantly. You could be able to still move forward and be able to, um, yeah, just thrive, just thrive. And so Christina, um, there's a couple of things that I want to just tie in and emphasize for the listeners, because it is something that really ties into my book as well when I'm challenging people to be bold enough. And in this case, this is regarding the chapter uh, being bold enough to stand up. And it's really when we are our authentic selves, we want to be loved for our authentic selves. So there's 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 a freedom that when you can talk about mental health and and where you are on your journey and you're you're vulnerable to expose and say this is who I am. This is what I've been through but see me as the person, right? Mm-hmm. See me as the person with all of my experiences and then you out there, whether you love me or not, I start with loving myself first, Mm. right? And knowing that I have a purpose, I have a platform, I was created to do this. And so the circle of people that come into your life are the people that were supposed to be there. 
because they are yes. loving you for all of you, all of your experiences in the past, the present, and in the future. That truly unconditional love that yeah. we can embrace and others can embrace from us. And isn't that the place authentically where we all want to be? Is in a place Absolutely. where we can speak our truth, where we can stand on what we believe and and just be us. So yeah. you being here today, Christina, has just blessed me and so many listeners mm-hmm. out there that regardless of the pain that you've experienced, that you walked through that truth and you came to the conclusion This is my experiences, but it's not me. I have a place. I have a purpose, but I'm going to be bold enough to stand up and talk about mental health because it's uncomfortable for people. Yes. But it is speaking truth and it's bringing life to so many people that otherwise would shy away and the outcome could have been so much different than your outcome. So God bless you, Christina. Thank you so much for fulfilling your purpose and being with me today on Bold Enough. Thank you, thank you, thank Thank you, you. and thank you to all the listeners. If you are needing help in mental health, please reach out to a resource. And um, Can you also, Christina, share how we can connect with you on social media as an encourager that people can reach out and find you out there as well? Oh, definitely. No, thank you so much, uh, Miss Linda. People can find me on um, Instagram, uh, Christina Hardy, um, and as well as Facebook, um, Christina Hardy. So, um, and uh, looking forward to being able to uh, do a YouTube channel um, uh, titled uh, Encouragement for Tomorrow. So, yeah, that's. Thank you. Thank you, Christina, for being with us. Continue to be bold enough. Have a good one. Thank you, listeners, for listening in today. Bye.